It's the Rams house, powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Oh, week one finally came, and it was a victorious one for our boys, the Rams, as they beat the Panthers 30-27. to Maybe it wasn't quite the performance that we all wanted to see, but a still one, yeah. a win nonetheless. And that is always a good thing. Yes. On the show, we'll recap the game, talk about a couple contracts that happened, some injuries, and we'll look ahead to week two against the hated Saints. Yes. I guess, I guess we can't hate the Saints. The Saints hate us. But, well, uh, I mean, yeah, the Saints. Of course, they obviously Saints hate us, us but uh, Saints fans we can probably hate, hate us more. But yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, we don't. Have, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can dislike them. Yeah, why not? We, we hate the hated Saints. We dislike any team who uh, takes on the Rams. How about that? Absolutely, we do. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that's Darren Besa. Yes. And we are here to talk some Rams football. Yes. So, uh, full disclosure, I am I was debating whether to even admit this on the show. Uh-oh. I'm massively <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> so, uh, you know me. Um, You're a busy guy. Rams fan. Yeah. Um, you know, co-host of uh, this great show, Rams Podcast. I feel like the requirement. What's what's requirement number one of hosting a podcast on anything uh, on the Rams? What what would be the the, the first requirement? Well, uh, Jeff, uh, it's a no-brainer, but uh, you you probably should uh, maybe watch the game. Yeah. That, that's on like a weekly requirement basis. Requirement number one is watch the game. Um, and you're going to drop this. I dropped the ball uh. on week one. But I have an excuse, everyone, before you tune out. No, wait, 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 wait. By the way, nobody's tuning in for my expertise. There's, They're turning in for your uh, takeaways. There's no expertise. excuse. Well, there's no excuse. As I'm you sit try. across from me with your Rams gear on, with your Rams flag in the background. Yeah. Your your tickets from a few seasons ago with all your nice little game pins. Oh yes! And yet you didn't watch the first game of the season. Speaking of which, we do need to talk about uh, tickets and going to the games because there's that. Oh, anyway, to put a pin in that. <laughs> so I, in my defense, and it's not a great defense; it's flimsy at best. But I was in Indiana for the weekend on Sunday, and. As it turns out, uh, Rams-Panthers was not a high priority on the networks there in Indiana. Ah. So um, could not get the game. Couldn't uh, couldn't watch it. I tried to pull it up on my phone, but uh, nope, wasn't, wasn't happening. So was treated to uh, the uh, very uh, just wonderful Browns-Titans game. That that oh. was on, yeah, but not Rams Panthers. <laughs> so, yeah, and the Browns. Uh, since since you uh, watched that game, did they uh, do as usual? Did they, they just brown it up? They did Cleveland things. Oh yeah, my gosh. They, I mean they they were <laughs> what you would expect from Cleveland. Even with all the hype, it's like, oh no, wait a minute. Yep, it's Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, yeah. I don't know why we thought otherwise. You know, uh, what? You, but a lot of people did. A lot of people thought oh, yeah. you know, this was going to be the season where the Browns actually kind of turned it around. Maybe they 
eke out a a 500 season, but yet, well, people they were, didn't look very good. No, and people were high on, and and that's the thing about week one, and you know, of course, every well, every week of the NFL, everyone overreacts, but you look at everyone was high on the Browns and expecting this total turnaround this season with Odell Beckham. And uh, you know, and and Baker Mayfield in his second year, and then the Titans. Everybody was expecting a huge, uh, you know, regression. I yeah. think uh, from them, and it, you know, it couldn't have been more opposite. Titans looked great, and Cleveland looked, you know, not. I mean, they looked better than they have in the past, but certainly not what everyone was expecting. Yeah. But still, plenty of time to figure it out. Anyway, would this isn't know- a Cleveland. Podcast. Well, you know, just to kind of go back to Cleveland, the best thing about that Cleveland game was uh, Odell Beckham to watch. He wore. Oh, I heard about this. <laughs> he wore a watch during the game, and this is not just no no normal swatch watch that you get out of a <laughs> that you get out of a what is this, cereal 80s? box. Yeah, <laughs> this is a this is a expensive watch that he decided to wear. Is it like an athletic watch? I didn't see the watch. No, or is it like a gold like? Nice watch, or it, it is a watch that uh, you know. Unfortunately, you and I probably could not afford. That if oh, wow. we could afford, we would be wearing it during important meetings at our at our place of not business during but, uh, football games. Not definitely not during a football game. That is an Odell Beckham move. That yeah, that's sure. him. That's him. Him and his uh, diamond stud earrings. <laughs> but he says he's not going to go ahead and get rid of, rid of the watch. So uh, you do you. Power you to do him. you, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Oh man! All right, back to more important games. Yes. So anyway, I I apologize ahead of time. I had every intention of uh, watching the game afterwards, but I feel like once you kind of see what happens and you hear about, you know, you know the score and you see the highlights, it's like, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have the time to to go through and and watch it. I figured that uh, I'd I'd just hear all about it from. My good friend, Mr. Darren Besa. Oh, why, so, thank you. So sorry, you're going to have to do the heavy lifting <laughs> on this one, as you usually do anyway. Uh, I feel like before we get to the recap, though, yeah. we should talk about a couple contracts that uh, that went down with the Rams. One of them, the best punter in all of sports, Mr. Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker, yes. You know what? I, I normally don't have a problem with extending our players. Johnny Hecker would be one of them. But if if you kind of look at what this team has done over this season with contracts, you think about Todd Gurley and his contract. It was very big. Aaron Donald, that's another big contract. Jared Goff, that's another big contract. And at some point in time, you kind of need to be a little bit careful. We have a lot of money coming out of our pockets. Yep. Johnny Hecker, and he is a guy who is probably deserving of the contract. He got an extension for $4.25 million. $3 million of that is guaranteed. But we already had him secured until the 2022 season. Oh, I, really? Yeah. And, and for the life of me, I, I can't quite figure out, was this really the perfect timing for him to go ahead and actually for the Rams to go ahead and huh. offer him this contract. I understand he's an all pro bowler for the last four years or so. He, he's an exciting character to go ahead and watch. 
when we are in need of those fourth down situations and he is punting the ball, other teams need to go ahead and watch him just because he has a tendency or McVay has his tendency to go ahead and, you know, do the fake or whatnot. And he's been successful at it. But at the same time, you know what? We are spending a lot of money, especially what we have done during this offseason. He is a game changer. He is I a game like changer. Four million. That's a that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, and and the life expectancy of a of a punter. I think that's the minimum wage in the NBA, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> but but these are punters. They 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 last a long time. He's twenty nine years old. But again, he's he's deserving of it. Yeah. But at the same time, the I, timing is on. You're timing, right. The if timing we, is on. We already had him locked up through twenty two. Do you think there was any unhappiness on his part, or no? I I just think it's a matter of we want to go ahead and make sure we want to take care of our star-studded players. He's definitely one of those players on special teams. I'm sure Coach uh, Bones definitely uh, wanted that contract to be done. I wanted to go ahead and extend him. So you know what? I, I I'm happy for it, but again. It's just the timing. And that's all I have really to hmm. say. The only negative thing coming out of this contract. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. The other contract news that went down, Tyler Higby. Yes. Yes. What, why don't you give your thoughts on that one? Well, Tyler Higby, uh, he uh, was signed for a four-year extension with the Rams at $31 million, I believe $36 million of that is guaranteed. And when you look at those Wait, figures... $31 million and how much is guaranteed? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. $31 million, 36 or so is his total contract amount, oh, oh, oh. but with bonuses gotcha. and incentives, he could actually earn 36. But Tyler Higby, again, this, very similar to to Johnny Hecker. He, he's deserving of it. Only if McVay puts him in that spot, because at a thirty-one million dollar contract, this is a tight end scenario where he's probably the I think I read the ninth highest paid tight end huh. in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's a little odd to me because I mean Johnny Hecker. There's no reason why he shouldn't be the highest paid punter in the game. I mean that guy is a unicorn as far as punters go. He's 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 the best there is. Yes. But Tyler Higby, I mean you could probably rattle off at least 10 or 15 tight ends that are better or you know, at least in the same tier. Yeah. as he is. Yeah. And and he has that potential. I mean, sure. right now looking at Tyler This is what his third season? This is his third season mm -hmm. and if you go back to last season, Last season, he had 24 receptions and two touchdowns. Hmm. Is that a tight end that you think is deserving of an extension of this size? And my indications of that is that no. And it's not, it's not a fault of Tyler Higby. He has the capability. He has the speed. He has the ability to go ahead and protect Jared Goff when he is not out there going for a reception or a running. It's just that this is primarily about Sean McVay. He hasn't used his tight ends that we have thought that Sean McVay would have used his yeah. tight ends since becoming in, right. this lead, in this league. 
He's a tight ends coach. He was a tight ends coach. Yeah. You would have thought that, you know what, with all the weapons that this Rams teams have, with all the receivers, with all the running backs, Cooper Cup coming into play, that we would see a little bit more coming out of Gerald Everett, out of Tyler Higby, and for the last two seasons now, three seasons now, that hasn't quite happened. So for the organization and for Les Snead out there to spend that much money on a glorified tight end who's just going to provide some protection to Jared Goff at $31 million, I kind of question it. Hmm. Especially, again, with all the contracts that this team has done over the offseason. The timing of it isn't necessarily there. Now, if Sean McVay does utilize Tyler Higby the way that we would like to see him utilize, such as Gronkowski in the past, and all those top-tier tight ends, then yes, give him that money. Yeah. But for right now, the value of what his contract is versus the production that he has on the field, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it right hmm. now. Interesting. It's a Maybe lot of money. The, the sign of things to come. Yes. Well, I hope that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think uh, we have many contract uh, coming up uh, in the next few weeks. So, uh. yeah. well, good. Yeah, we've we've spent enough money. Let's talk about the game. I'm dying to hear your thoughts on how our Rams did in Week One. Yes, yes. I, I think we were hoping for maybe a little uh, bigger margin of victory on this one, thirty to twenty-seven. Yeah, thirty to twenty-seven. I mean, thirty to twenty-seven. You're you're traveling to Carolina. They immediately get a three and a half game point lead just because we're in their territory. And whoever thought that the Carolina Panthers was going to be that easy team to go ahead and beat, I, I think for those fans out there, that uh, that's probably not the case. The Carolina Panthers, backed with Cam Newton, backed with um, Christian uh, McCaffrey, yeah, they're they're a tough team to beat. Sure. If you look at their 2018 season, they started out six and two. That's a yeah. great record. Now they did take a. A bit of a nosedive after that, but uh, again, you're in Carolina, and if if you look at the Carolina team and how they're put together, Christian McCaffrey, he just ran all over the Rams. I mean, he put up some great numbers against them. They he rushed for 128 yards. He Oof. threw for an additional 81 yards, and when threw. He, you mean received? I'm sorry, received. Yeah. <laughs> He caught. Like, oh, he caught for. He's Johnny Hecker. Yeah, he's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so he received for eighty-one yards, and for for a player like that to kind of get through our defensive line, and for our secondary to not, you know, cover him as well as they should have. If you see that consistently come week after week, especially with the Saints coming up this week, you have Alvin Kamara, who's just as capable oh, yeah. as Christian McCaffrey. It's going to get dangerous, and you're going to get to those games where, you know what, they are going to go ahead and capitalize on it. So yep. Rams defense, uh, they didn't have a horrible day, but at the same point in time, uh, they need to watch those players, those big, impactful players such as Christian McCaffrey, and they can't just have that one player just run all over the team. Yeah. We struggled with the run last season yeah. as well, and, and that's a little discouraging 
to hear that maybe we haven't fixed it. Although, again, it's Christian McCaffrey, and that guy is a stud. He is a stud. Um, yeah, he will. He was a stud on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever have to guess, meet up with him again, <laughs> I guess that's uh, that's to be expected. Um, let's talk about our studs. It, it uh, looks like Gurley and Malcolm Brown had a little bit of a running back by committee going on. Yeah, you know what? There were this this game. The, the usual suspects that you thought would have kind of been on top of their game for that opening game, it wasn't necessarily there. And Todd Gurley was one of them. Our defense was one of them. I last week mentioned Aaron Donald. I thought Aaron Donald would have a great day. I thought he would get a hold of Cam Newton at least one time, hoping for two times. He didn't get a hold of him once. Really? He only had one tackle the entire game. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe that's a, uh, the fact that teams are starting to double-team him now. Where they have been in the past, and they're not really going to go ahead and unleash that. But the players that who didn't step up, such as Aaron Donald, this can't happen down the road. Yeah. And Aaron Donald was just one of them. Uh, you mentioned Todd well, hey, Gurley. but if 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 teams are double teaming him, that's great because it's yeah. taking another player away. It's it's kind of a uncredited factor on the field, but yeah, and with with double teaming as we saw last year with uh, everybody kind of paying attention to Todd Gurley, hoping that and Sue would go ahead and take over and get a few um, of uh, sacks against their uh, opponents. Unfortunately, that didn't happen in the, in the beginning of the season. You saw that towards the end of the season. But uh, at the same point in time, you know, Aaron Donald, he, he got away with 22 and a half sacks throughout the entire season, which uh, ultimately got him the defensive player of the year. Yeah. So maybe he's starting off slow. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, things change. And hopefully as we get closer to uh, this game coming up uh, this week that, you know, he gets a hold of... Uh, of their QBs and all the other QBs that we're going to be seeing. So, uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Rip their faces off. Rip their faces off. But you know what? If you look at all phases of this game, as you mentioned, Todd Gurley, if you're a fantasy owner who picked up Todd Gurley, the second round, the third <laughs> round, the third round in your fantasy draft, you're looking at that first half of that Sunday game and you kind of scratched your head and said, Oh shit. What the hell is going on with Todd Gurley? Because his production was minimal. His first half, he only had 12 yards. Oof. 12 yards on six. How many carries? Six. Oh. Six attempts, 12 yards. That's not good. And that is not good. And again, I would be worried. I was worried. How did, how did he look? Did he look injured i mean is he still maybe recovering or or is carolina's defense kind of i i don't say that he looked totally injured i it looked like he was very very cautious maybe okay um and obviously mcveigh didn't quite use him as much as he used malcolm brown but again this is Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. This is the Todd Gurley that we were kind of hoping for from what we saw from week one last week all the way to week 14 or yeah. week 13 until he got uh, injured and taken out, that he was going to produce big numbers. And Todd Gurley during that first half had a lot of people worried. 
you looked on Twitter, everybody was kind of freaking out. Something is wrong with Todd Gurley. But team went into the locker room. He comes back out. And what does Todd Gurley do? He's not true to form. He comes out with 97 yards during the entire game, which, you know what, it is pretty decent. He didn't yeah. get any touchdowns. It's not. It's a good second half. He's a good second half, yeah. yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he, he, had a, he had a fumble. It was luckily recovered by Havenstein, but it happened at the end zone. Oof. And you don't want those mistakes happen, especially yeah. for that running back who you're paying top dollar for. He's well, our number one running back. We should, we should also point out that this was essentially his first preseason game. He didn't play at all during the preseason, that, right? Yeah, that, that's true. So we could give him that, right? Well, if you want to chalk it up as to none of our starters playing those preseason games and this is their preseason game, so be it. When you when you put it into that perspective, yeah. And we still got the win. I feel like if you want to buy into that, that's pretty freaking encouraging. And you know what? I'm always buying <laughs> in on that. So, I'm excited. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that that 30 to 27 now looks a lot better when you look at it through those rose colored glasses. Well, then it, then we talk about Todd Gurley and then you look at Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, yes, again, Jared Goff didn't have those preseason games, which a lot of teams have kind of utilized their their number one quarterback, not necessarily the Rams. This has been the McVay way. We're not going to go ahead and start our starters. We leave that to training camp. We leave that to scrimmages as as you've seen during training camp where the Rams have taken on the Chargers during preseason uh, warm-ups. But Jared Goff necessarily didn't have a great day. Yeah, He only threw for 120-some-odd uh, yards. He also threw an interception. And and you kind of wonder, you know what? Maybe these preseason, these preseason games, maybe you should put them out for a series or two. I understand there's a lot of risk yeah. involved. You don't want them injured, definitely, but at the same time, you don't want these teams catching up on you this early in the season. The argument to that, though, is they still won. They still won, yeah. They still won, and, okay, you're right. Like, even if we did lose, say we lost these first two games, you know what, they, we didn't get, we didn't risk an injury in a meaningless game in the preseason, Yeah, and... Uh, you know that it takes, you know, a game or two to to get back up to, you know, top form. Um, you know, this game against the Saints, uh, this is this is going to be a tough one oh, yeah. coming up in this next week. Yeah. But, you know, after that, we face the Browns, Bucks, Seahawks, 49ers. You know, even if you went into the season yeah. 0-2 in the first two weeks, you've got, okay, you know, you got your preseason out of the way. You're going to get, you got a nice schedule after that, and uh, you're going to get some momentum going. You can easily make the playoffs going 0-2. Uh, I, I still support McVay's decision on the preseason and, I, and not I, playing any of the starters. I see what you're saying. At the same time, there's only 16 preseason games. <laughs> 16 regular season games. Regular season, yeah. Yeah, that's a long preseason. So, so at the same time, you don't want to be caught off guard. Yeah. I mean, you start out the season 0-2, and you get into that scenario where you're looking towards the later end of the season, and and you're facing those, those tougher opponents. Yeah. Could have counted. No, yeah. you're right. 
You're and right. that's what you need to watch but out for. I love the swagger of uh, <laughs> Coach McVay, and uh, he trusts his players, trusts yes. his team. Yes. Nope. I, I, it, it, I, it paid off so far. We, we shall see. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Malcolm Brown. Sounds like uh, we found a, a good little partner for the Robin to Todd Gurley's Batman. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly how you can sum it up. He was Todd Gurley's Robin. Malcolm Brown, he was the workhorse. He was a workhorse from from the very first quarter. And it's nice to have that running back that Todd Gurley can definitely go ahead and count on. He actually ran in for two touchdowns. So, Jeff, you did your homework. At least you picked him up off the waiver wire. I did. I did. I picked him <laughs> up in our fantasy league. He was available, and I I was like 11th on waivers. I was shocked I got him. I figured yeah. I figured somebody'd have him. He scored like what 30 points in fantasy. I'm sure he did. He's if if Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown are gonna be a running back by committee, we saw what it, it was all Todd Gurley last year, and he was phenomenal. If we're gonna split those points up this season, he's at least a decent flex play on on yeah. Possibly a weekly basis, depending on the matchup. Oh, of course. And so, this really might work out in your favor because as the season goes along, and if it's the Rams' idea that we're going to go ahead and rest Todd Gurley, yeah. we're going to preserve his health, we're going to utilize him towards the end of the season, who yeah. do you have to take over his place? Right Absolutely. now you have Malcolm Brown. And and I think that's that's the interesting. Of course, we can speculate and, and who knows exactly how McVay is going to utilize these guys. But I think that's kind of the, you know, what everybody's guessing is going to happen is that we are going to see more Malcolm Brown towards the beginning of the season. Yeah. And and maybe it'll shift towards the later part of the season with with Todd Gurley, you know, just saving him, you know, making sure we get him back to 100%. There's still kind of that question mark in the air about is Todd Gurley fully 100% yet? Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody thinks so. Only McVay and, and the Rams organization knows for sure. They haven't but, said nothing to us. Yeah. So we yeah. have no idea. But great. Let's use this guy. Let's see what he's got. Let's get him more game time experience. And I mean, heck, you know, maybe by the end of the season, you know, we we see that the running back by committee is working and we don't yeah. have to put so much of a load on Todd Gurley. So I think it's a win-win when you got something like this. So it's not a win-win for Gurley owners uh, in <laughs> fantasy who just want him to get all his points like last season. But for the longevity of a guy, look... We paid Todd Gurley how much money, you know, the highest paid running back until Ezekiel Elliott yeah. came around. And y you need to protect your investment. You, yeah. You know, look at this guy not just as a player, but this guy is an investment. And if you want him to last the duration of the contract, you got to, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. And Malcolm Brown offers us that protection uh, to to not just, you know, put our foot full throttle on the gas uh, of Todd Gurley, you know, yeah. for the duration of his contract because yeah. we'll burn him out. Oh yeah. So, you know, let's, let's all knock on wood, you know, hopefully uh, Todd Gurley gets uh knock on wood. If you're with me, he is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to a little bit of. Hard oh yeah. Right <laughs> Good old John Gruden. 
Uh, yeah. So you said Goff was a little not as not so impressive. Yeah. So we have Aaron Donald was not necessarily there. Todd Gurley wasn't necessarily there. Jared Goff wasn't necessarily there. If you look at special teams, Johnny Hecker, you know the guy who we just signed a contract extension for, wasn't necessarily there. Really. And he, he That's a, surprising. Yeah, that guy's always there. Yeah, and he, it was just one of those one of those days. Maybe it's going to go ahead and take our starters a little bit of time to go ahead and get yeah. the ball rolling, get the engines fired, and you know head on out of here. But yeah. he 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 kicked a punt and he kicked a and it went seven yards. Oh <laughs> yeah, he was kind of rushed on yep. on the, on the punt yeah, and it only traveled seven par, uh, seven yards. He had another one that was blocked. Um. So necessarily, our our special teams also didn't have a a, a very great outing yeah. on Sunday. But at the same time, they came out with the win. So yeah. I think I was I definitely was clenching my ass a little bit. The the Carolina Panthers they definitely gave the Rams uh, a run for their money. How did our new boy uh, Clay Matthews do in his first game as a Ram? Well, I I think last week we kind of said that we weren't quite sure if he had anything left in the tank. Yeah, he concerned. He showed a little promise. Okay. He looked pretty solid. He did his job. He got a hold of uh, Cam Newton uh, for the only sack of the day. So if if this continues throughout the season, uh, we may just see a great combination between uh, Aaron Donald and Clay Matthews. Maybe that Clay Matthews is going to become that Indomitian Sioux that we thought was going to be there from the beginning of the season. I know teams are going to go ahead and build their framework in trying to get a hold of Aaron Donald, trying to go ahead and stop him, but you can't stop everybody on the defensive line. You're going to have to let somebody through, and maybe that somebody is Clay Matthews in this case. So he he looked great. Awesome. Yes. Love it. Yes, he did. I'm I'm glad to have him on the team. (laughs) I love that duo. Uh injuries i uh Ugh. that eric weddle man that that looked nasty how did that happen so it was a knee christian mccaffrey's knee to the head yes he did did he not have his helmet on <laughs> you would have thought that but it, it was one of those things where it it didn't look necessarily bad when it happened Eric Weddle was going for a tackle. Do you have, was he storing like shards of glass in his helmet? Because he must have had something those in his helmet. Head wounds are. Oh yeah. I mean, head wounds bleed anyway, but that one looked nasty. This was more than blood. I mean, when Eric Weddle goes down for the tackle and Christian McCaffrey jumps up and you see his knee hit Eric in the helmet, he goes down. Yeah. And and you think you know it? He's probably gonna go ahead and shake it off and eventually get up. He didn't get up. Yeah. He was moving, but he didn't get up. And it took him quite some time. He eventually sat up and the cameras actually panned over to him while he was sitting on the field and he took off his helmet. And when they took off his helmet, his top of his head was just doused in blood. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that the the thinned out blood that was kind of uh, thinned out due to a sweat. I'm talking about that thick oozing blood <laughs> that was red 
That was just all over his head. Blah. It did, yeah. Blah. Jeff, Sorry, I, I, I know can't. you're very sensitive to blood. Yeah, I don't. You do don't blood. like. You I might pass do out. Yeah, I don't do blood. It was. It was not a good situation whatsoever. Yeah. He gets carted off the field. The game goes on, and um, during the game, actually in the fourth quarter, he he sends out a text that uh, he's he's fine. Obviously, he's, he's still at his ice cream uh, Sunday. Yes, <laughs> he treated <laughs> Good himself. For him. Hey, he earned it. He earned it. <laughs> he did. He did. He treated himself to some ice cream, and right now he is in a concussion protocol. Sean McVay says, um, assuming he does pass, that he will be available during the Saints game. Excellent. So uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Eric uh, yeah. at that point in time. But yeah, tough fighter. It yeah. was a scary situation. Head, but uh, Yeah, that's head wounds are, not that I'm a doctor or anything, but I play one on TV. And they are, uh, they bleed. They bleed a lot and they look usually worse than they are. I yes. think the concussion is is more the thing that you got to worry about. And um, Yeah, you know be safe and sorry. He's gonna he's gonna get diagnosed. He's gonna be checked out. And team doctors are by his side for sure. And uh, keep our fingers crossed. Um, I'm I'm hoping, really hoping that we actually see him on uh, Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving forward, let's look at Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. Yes, coming to town. This is going to be. This should be a good one. Both teams, I think. The Saints are pissed off about last year and the the short end of the stick that they drew and the apparently they didn't pay off the right referees and the Rams did. <laughs> and uh, the Rams, of course, need to to prove to themselves that they are the better team. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Of course. I mean, yeah. well, first of all, should, should they be pissed off at us? I mean, we didn't make the calls. I mean, yes. I, uh, there was I, some I, smack talk that went on <laughs> afterwards that I feel like didn't do us any favors. They we, we may have fanned that flame that the referees started. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Looking at this game, you, you kind of wonder, why why is this not on prime time? I mean, this I yeah, thought this is a game right. that everybody... Should be walking. It'd at least be a good Thursday night game. Whether it be a Thursday night or or a Sunday night or a Monday night. Yeah. Somebody in the NFL office, whoever decided to go, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta stick your stick a stake through your thigh or something. I think it's Browns Jets on Monday night, isn't it? I have no idea. That's ridiculous. You're you're absolutely right. This this This, should be a primetime game. This should definitely be a be a primetime game, yeah. I wonder if that's because it's at the Coliseum and the Coliseum doesn't look as great on TV. <laughs> Maybe. Who I knows? don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But, but uh, yeah. So we're home with against the Saints. Yes. What are we? Uh, what are, what do we have to look forward to, Mister Besa? Well, uh, since the Rams have uh, come over to LA, they split. Their series over against the Saints. Both teams are two and two. Um, the Rams uh, obviously won it last season uh, at at uh, New Orleans. So hopefully we can go ahead and uh, win this Sunday's game over at the Coliseum. But uh, as if we saw what Christian McCaffrey did to the Rams last Sunday. You kind of have to worry if we are going to have a scenario in which Alvin Kamara is going to probably, or hopefully not, do the same thing to the Rams. Yeah. Um, if you watch the uh, Saints versus Texans game, 
he he ran all over the Texans. Yeah. He he went for plus 100 yards on the ground. You know, another 30 or 40 yards in the air. He's that type of guy just like Christian McCaffrey. If your defense cannot stop him, if your secondary cannot stop him, then he's going to run all over you. And we don't need a player like Alvin Kamara who's definitely capable of doing that sure. to run all over our Rams. So for the Rams' sake and especially for Wade Phillips, plan against that. Yeah. And I'm 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 assuming that uh, they are will or they will have a plan against him. The problem is you do that and you're going up against Drew Brees to Michael Thomas and yeah. uh, you know all the weapons he has. I mean, New Orleans can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in the air. They are a double threat on offense. And, uh, you know, I think our defense will do the best they can to stop them. But yeah. I think what needs to happen is our offense is going to have to match them with firepower. Hopefully, Goff shows up. Yes. Not like last week. Hopefully that was his preseason game. He got that out of the way and he comes up guns a blazing. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams overall, I mean, we, we definitely have that those offensive weapons that were there last season. In addition to that, we have Cooper Cup back. Cooper Cup looked great during yes. the uh game this uh, last Sunday. Love so hearing that. he was all around. He's that contributor that that Goff was kind of missing, whether you call him that security blanket when everybody else is covered. You know, he finds a way, Cooper Cup, he just finds a way to go ahead and get himself open in which Jared Goff can go ahead and connect with him. So uh, again, offensively, the Rams have it. Uh, the Rams right now are favored to win by two and a half points. I think overall the line is 52 and a half. So um, come Sunday at the Coliseum, it's our home opener. We need to get this win because if we do, according to you, Mr. Wilson, the Rams are going 16-0 and 0 I, I, this entire you, season. You heard it here first. If the Rams <laughs> beat the Saints, we're going 16-0. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited if that happens. <laughs> all those predictions. You can that, take it to the bank. Yeah, all those predictions yeah. that I had last week of the Rams losing every now and oh, then. Yeah. Throw it out the window because Absolutely. I'm on board with what you have to say. With Absolutely. That. 16 0. <laughs> this is the choose your own adventure moment. <laughs> if they win this weekend, 16 and 0. Good stuff. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, uh, you know what? One thing before we go, and I feel like we should mention this as a public service announcement to all you Rams fans out there, but I don't know if you got the email. So, Darren and I, we were season ticket holders up until last season when this idiot had to get married and just didn't have the time <laughs> to make it to all the games. And so we we stopped getting our season tickets. But uh, the Rams are offering a every single home game for 250 bucks. Oh. Now, you don't know what seat you're getting. It's It's one of those things where they'll just assign you a seat, I think, on the day. Yeah. But... I feel like that's still a pretty solid deal. You could go to every game for 250 bucks for the whole season. Uh, it's not like you have to sit in your assigned seat anyway. And you know what? I I think that's probably the case. And I, I, I don't want to abuse necessarily the system, but at 250 bucks, that's, that's a very great deal. This Even is, if they put you in the nosebleed yeah. section, right. come around third quarter or so, you kind of meander your oh, way absolutely. closer to the field and get absolutely. to the Ramley section. Have to wait till third quarter. Come <laughs> on down. From what I hear, the updates at the uh, the Coliseum are pretty legit yeah. too. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not it, sure if that's for the general seating, but but uh, it'd be cool to go check out the stadium. Yeah. Well, you know, Jeff, if you thought back to when we had season seats and you look at our seats right now, unfortunately, there is a big building right yeah. where those seats were. And yeah. And I, Rest in peace yeah, section, I looked uh, at the six. I looked at the cutoff point for when they were extending out that building, and literally, we were three rows away from not getting it. We were three rows really? away from keeping our seats before they moved us to the visitor to the visitor's section. Side. Yeah, what's yeah. up with that? That that's also part of the reason we didn't renew our tickets. They moved us to the visitor's side because ours were taken over by suites. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, they were good seats, though. They were great because we had seats. shade uh, pretty much every we did. every game. Yeah, oh. we did. Good times. I miss but, the Rams. But I mentioned I mentioned that because this is pretty much the last season you'll get to see the Rams for that cheap. Yeah. Next season they'll be in the new stadium. And they're nice, new, beautiful. Oh, I flew 70, over it the other day. Seventy billion dollars stadium in in Inglewood, not seventy billion, but yeah, yeah, oh. that place looks. Beautiful from what I have seen. I flew over it. Oh, did saw you? It, saw it out the window. So on the way home from Indiana, we're landing at LAX, and uh, right out the window, there it was. I couldn't grab my phone quick enough. I was going to take a picture to post on Twitter, but um, it's looking good. Yeah. It's looking real good. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to be there, especially you want to be a part of that very first home game Yeah, in Inglewood. No, we got to do that for sure. Oh, we will. Absolutely. I'm there. Absolutely. In. In. Awesome. Wonder if that $250 includes the first home game of uh, next season. Probably not. You might have to throw another zero on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Well, uh, good luck to our Rams this weekend. Cannot wait to get another win in week two. We are the Rams House. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. At the Rams House. Also, if you like sports, entertainment, and pop culture, check out the new and improved Guys in Shorts show. That's, yes. Uh, that's our kind of our unofficial flagship show where, where our podcasting empire started. We used to talk all L.A. sports, and I would say still the majority of it is, but uh, we also throw a little bit of... Uh, we talked about cars, pop culture, movies. cars, Darren. We talked about dating this week. Oh yeah, you know it's it's kind of just the uh, you know the guys in shorts perspective on uh, on life. Kind of hodgepodge of everything. That's right. They're yeah. they're clusterfuck over there. Oh, <laughs> and and we love them. They're it. a mess in yeah. a good way. <laughs> Absolutely. So definitely check that out if. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and uh, shoot us a review. We appreciate it. You know, if you if you if you think five stars of us, if if you don't, well, then you you can keep your review to yourself. That'd be fine. <laughs> and uh, subscribe, and uh, be sure when you're out there at the game this weekend, or you're at the bar watching the game, or wherever you're watching the game, you spread the word. Tell all your friends about the Rams House, and that is the place to get all your Rams news. For Darren Besa, I'm Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rab's house. You better make sure you watch the uh, game next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in trouble with Who me if you don't. Who does that? <laughs> Absolutely, I will.
Who hosts a podcast on the Rams and doesn't even watch the game? Oh what an gosh, idiot. What do do? I'm embarrassed. You I can't believe do. I admitted it on the show. <laughs> <laughs>